Yesterday in my reading through the scriptures, I began reading through the Gospel of John. If you have never read through John's Gospel, whether you are a churchgoer or not, you really should consider doing so. And you can't say, well, I don't have a Bible, because you can download it on your phone. Just um, open up your app store and download the Blue Letter Bible Bible app or the YouVersion Bible app and you can read through the Gospel of John. Or go to thelisteningplan.com and subscribe to the daily readings through John's Gospel and you'll finish it in just a few weeks with us going through just a chapter a day. The Gospel of John is a powerful book and when I opened it yesterday, I found myself not only reading through John chapter one, but flipping through each of the successive 21 chapters. I found myself really gripped again by the power of this book. In fact, I'm contemplating putting aside my series in Deuteronomy at my church and putting it on hold and going through the Gospel of John for a while, but I have to pray about that one. The Gospel of John was the fourth of the four Gospels to be written, and it is believed that it was written near the end of the first century AD, so quite a few years after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But John, the author of the book, he was an eyewitness of those things, and he was probably the youngest of Jesus' disciples at the time that Jesus was upon the earth. But by the time he wrote this gospel, he was a very old man when he sat down to put pen to paper and to record the life and ministry of Jesus. And he wrote it with a very clear purpose. He tells us his purpose at the end of the book. In John chapter 20 at verse 30, we read, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you may have life in his name. The gospel account of John is built around seven I am statements of Jesus. He says things like, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the good shepherd. And it's also built around seven miracles that Jesus performed, turning water into wine in Cana, healing the lame man at the pool of Bethesda, walking on the Sea of Galilee, and so forth. These things The words and works of Jesus, they are written down by John so that you would believe, so that you would trust in Jesus as the anointed son of God, that he is the Christ, and that having trusted in him, you would have life, eternal life, abundant life in and through his name. That is the point and purpose of this book. Jesus is the Word of God, the Logos of God. In the beginning was the Word, the Logos. He is the one who became flesh and dwelt among us so that you could behold the glory of God in the man Jesus of Nazareth, the glory of the one that is full of grace and truth. And that there is essentially important. Jesus is full of grace and truth. If he came only full of truth, well, I'm sure you've met that person that always just speaks the truth and drives everyone nuts. Jesus isn't like that. Though he is full of truth, he isn't like that because he is also full of grace. One author, and for the life of me, I can't remember where I read this or who said it, but one author once said that grace without truth 
collapses into a mushy sentimentality, whereas truth without grace is crushing brutality. Jesus is neither sentimental or brutal. He is full of grace and truth. And at this cultural moment, and really at every moment throughout history, that is exactly what we need to behold the glory of God, the one who is full of grace and truth. I hope you'll take some time to read through the Gospel of John. I think you'll be blessed. We'll see you next time.